Welcome to the Run Culture Podcast. My name is Dane Verway. I'm an experienced runner and running physiotherapist. I created this podcast not only so I had an excuse to talk running each and every week, something that I love to do, but more importantly, this podcast gives me the opportunity to interview fellow runners, friends and health professionals in a relaxed and easygoing format. This podcast is designed for the everyday runner, so we can all live, learn, grow and enjoy everything there is to running together. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, welcome back, guys. Another episode of the Run Culture Podcast. Pleased to be back with Dion, John and Craig. Welcome back, guys. Good to be back. Hey, mate. Johnny, how, how have you pulled up? You had a pretty big run yesterday. Yeah, good. No, I took a rest day today, so playing smart. Yeah, yeah. And uh, COVID test came back all right? Negative, yes. Come back negative. Feeling a lot better this week, so won't have to mute every time I need to cough, so we're all good. <laughs> Looking a bit better too. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> no, I, I wanted to Did start off. Did you get off... your hair done? <laughs> no, no, I'm actually um, just cleaned up a bit this week. <laughs> <laughs> no headband this week, Apples? No, nothing. I literally got back in from a run just then, smashed down dinner and kicked the boys off to bed. So um, this is my running finest, yeah. Definitely need a headband though. It's getting wild. So yeah, I wanted to start off just on the moving parts and the developments in trying to get this 50k lockdown challenge up and running. And we've got five weeks to go now. Uh, On Friday last week, I chatted to Leanne Bataco, who uh, has a bit to do with Box Hill Athletics track, and we were able to lock in the track uh, for seven in the morning on November the 29th. So it's all booked in and subject to restrictions peeling away. So we had pretty good news today with Dan Andrews, um, yeah, letting um, retail back. Um, is that, does that mean you're back at work, Dion? Um, yeah, as of Wednesday, I'll be back at work, so yeah, glad to be back in the clinic, and I'm, yeah, I normally would work Wednesday, so um, yeah, awesome, great, great feeling just to know that some sort of normality are back again, and yeah, um, just try to fill the spots now, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty stoked, to be honest, so yeah. It was, it was 200Ks last week as well? Um, yeah, I, I did 197, so I didn't, <laughs> I, did, uh, I didn't go out for that second run. I actually had a nap and, and it was just, I was like, oh, I was just going to be doing the extra 3k for the sake of it. And I thought, um, I'd rather just hit a, hit another good week this week and I'll probably do a longer run this week. Um, I didn't get as far, um, on my Sunday run, so I'll do a bit longer this week coming. Sure. And um, on other moving parts, we actually got in contact with Athletics Australia during the week and we were able to get an AIMS certification for Box Hill Athletics track to show that it's a uh, certified track and we needed that certification to apply for the bronze label, IAU bronze label application. So we're able to send that off and we're also able to work out 
what we needed for for um, the race in terms of how many competitors. So um, Michelle James was actually really nice and quick with replying and um, she said that we need three competitors in the same age group and same gender and division at a minimum, which we've got. Uh, probably the biggest news was that to make sure if one of us gets the record to make sure it's official, we need either electronic timing and a chief track judge, or we need three manual timekeepers with a minimum of level two or above track qualification and a chief track judge. So uh, this this part was probably the, the biggest thing that, uh, at least we've got some specifics and uh, yeah, I certainly don't know, um, you know, um, many timekeepers, uh, you know, um, so I think it was good to get this out here and um, I suppose I wanted to put it out to if there's any listeners um, out there uh, that know a few official time timekeepers or um, it'd be also good to get in touch with um, anyone who has an electronic time timing uh, system uh, as well just to so that we can start sort of working out what we're going to do on the day. Uh, what did you guys think about this this moving part? I guess I'll go first. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was really great to, to hear back and at least to see on, I guess, on paper what it is that we actually need because for, for us to date, it has been pretty much speculation of what we thought we needed. And, you know, we sort of had um, ideas and people say certain things, but to have it, you know, sort of, you know, dumbed down for us, it was all, you know, it was all like in dot points. Um, it makes it a lot easier for us to go, okay, well, these are our objectives. Let's go um, try and achieve those um, as opposed to try and find out what our goals are. So now we know what the goals are. We can now spend our time and energy in getting those done. Um, I think that was really good for our cause. And, um, you know, getting closer to the date, um, we need all the um, time that we can to get it all sorted. Yeah, I, I concur on that one, Darren. And the one thing that we spoke earlier before starting the recording was um, whether some of these roles can double up, roles such as a track referee, a starter, um, lap scorer and, and and the like. So while there's, there's still a bit of un, uncertainty with that, at least, as you said, we're a lot closer to knowing exactly kind of how many bodies extra we need and um, and hopefully where to start reaching out for support and, and what we need to do to get that so yeah because they were the um, so the other roles required was yeah track referee starter lap scorer and put that on top of you know either electronic timing or a minimum of three manual timekeepers uh and a chief track judge so it adds up like depending depending if we're allowed to have more than 10 people um we've already got quite a few officials going on <laughs> we're um we're probably best contacting av or athletics australia again because they were definitely pointers in the right direction yeah exactly so yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll clarify yeah, things for sure yeah. here you go <laughs> Oh, now you go, Dion. Oh, I was just saying, given we, you know, likely to be using the AV officials already, yeah, they'd definitely be our best port of call 
um, to try and figure out if we can, you know, double up any of those jobs like Craig was saying, or if they need to be a, you know, qualified, I guess, person to do the roles of the track referee, starter, lap scorer, which I assume they would need to be, but, you know, it'd be nice if they were just to say, oh, yes, you do need an official for that task, or if you can have somebody that is of, you know, a general um, spectator or volunteer that is willing to put in the time. Um, I think it would be nice if they could distinguish that for us. Yeah, I know with uh, with Zad oh, not Zadapeg, sorry, with Steigen 10, I've been a lap scorer a few times down there um, and I'm not qualified. So hopefully that uh, is similar for us. <clears throat> and the other thing too is how, so this is from Michelle at Athletics Australia and how that uh, relates to Aura and the IAU as well. So um, yeah. more, more to add to the, the discussion, I guess. Because potentially we'll need a Aura official perhaps as well. So we might be able to uh, divide the roles up depending on who we need. Um, we've still got that um, Karen who I've spoken with um, a few weeks ago and she's still happy to, to assist with um, any roles required if, if it is um, some sort of Aura capacity role that needs to be filled. Um, Karen is with um, the Victorian representative of Aura, so I, I think that she's still happy to, to assist. Beautiful. And one of the many lovely Karens out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, heads up. One of lovely weight. Karens are out there. Yeah. <laughs> She'd be pulling the weight higher. <laughs> And the other, the other news um, in the same email from Michelle James was this dot point. Competitors claiming records will be required to comply with the newly introduced shoe rule by World Athletics. More information on this will be released next week. Um, so I guess we'll know more next, next week on what that means. Um, uh, and I don't know, we were sort of talking about it off air. Given all the communication that we've had with Aura um, and uh, yeah, like so far and, and what the IAU guidelines tend to specify, I feel like um, a 50 kilometer run on the track, it's sort of, um, yeah, it's a bit of a, an anomaly. And I don't think, um, yeah, I think, I think we're still working this out as we go. So I think um, we'll, no, we'll know more as we liaise with, uh, I suppose, AFS Australia and, um, yeah, Aura um, as we go over the next few weeks. Yeah, I, I think given that it's an IAU or an Aura, I guess, sanctioned event that we're going for, does it comply with the World Athletics Code? Um, you know, I think that needs to be, I guess, um, specified, but I, I mean, we are using AV officials, so maybe that's a World Athletics um, umbrella that we fall under. But I think the event that we're dealing with um, is an ultra, so it might not be, it might not come under the the World Athletics scrutiny and and the IAU umbrella that we're running under. Um, the shoe rule might not comply for the ultra so i couldn't imagine complying with those rules running a 
48 hour track rates. Yeah. 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 Let's hope common sense there. I, I guess I uh, yeah, say that um, with respect, but yeah, let's hope common sense does prevail and that the ultra world is allowed to wear shoes, I guess the super shoes or shoes that are more suited for the, the longer duration. Yeah. Mind you, pair of dragonflies. <laughs> three hours in dragonflies. <laughs> and three years on the sideline. I don't think they'll last 50k. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably not. Probably not. Apples, uh, tell us about your week. Yeah, alrighty. Um, so, progress, which is um, the big key there. Um, increase in mileage, which is nice. Some quality rides and confidence um, running faster in the hips. So that's kind of summarising the, the week. I will. I was anticipating that I'll be following Dion's week, actually. So I jumped to you, but now I'm back to my face. <laughs> Where are we? What are we? October the 19th. There we are. Yeah. All right. Start of the day. Um, so Mondays, I try and get a bigger ride in um, currently. And so Patty and I, my little four-year-old um, sidekick, we get busy around the house and then I get on the bike and we watch a movie. So we watch Smurf's movie, um, The Hidden World or something like that. That was really fun. And I rode 80 Ks, whoop, 80 Ks in 227, um, bit of climbing in there and averaged over 200 watts 32.5 k's an hour that was pretty nice to get two and a half hours on the on the bike feeling good and then after getting dinner sorted went out the door for a bit over 30 minutes seven and a bit k's um at 429s which was which was nice um 420 uh, under 430 pace around home is is really good and also um after 80 k's on the bike so um Pretty happy with that. Usually dead legs to start with, and then by the end of it, like if you were to do a second run on a Sunday after a long run, um, you always feel better for it by the end. Then Tuesday evening, similar time again, 11Ks um, or 11.3 at 4.34s. And I believe, yeah, in there I did some hill bounds, some, some very gradual hill bounds. I'm just trying to open up the hip glute joint and uh i've noticed that the more i do of that um whether it's the higher intensity kind of stuff but shorter stride length i'm getting good feedback through the through the hip so that's really nice uh sunday i don't know where are we wednesday sorry <laughs> wednesday uh easy 7k jog uh 32 minutes home from work um and Thursday was six and a half K, 30 minutes around Emerald. Um, I wasn't actually going to do a run that day. I, I stayed back at work just to try and tie things over before the long weekend. Um, and the weather was good. And I'm like, oh, just get out for something. And I guess what happens or what's happened there is that's given me um, currently now probably eight, nine, probably 10 days straight of running now. So, um, while there are a few smaller runs there, it was just trying to keep the consistency in with getting the runs daily and it's improving 
it's improving my my glute um, stabilizers each time. So I'm really impressed with that one. And then, uh oh, get back, Strava. <laughs> Too many buttons. Uh, so that was. I mean, how good is it having a two day week? I mean, I work three days, but um, having a two day week was just like awesome. Yeah, two day week is awesome. Um, that was that was nice. And last week I was absolutely trashed. As in the week. Week and a half ago, I was absolutely trashed with the getting back into routine. Um, this week was really nice. Found back into the rhythm, um, energy levels are there, and was able to get the training in. And anyway, yeah, the Friday set out for a long ride with uh, Jason Bowie Bucock, who is. We went up, decided to do a long, you know, three and a quarter hour ride up over Mount Dandenong twice, which was nice. It was weird doing it on the roads and not being up there around Fernie. Um, and boy, yeah, being part of the cycling crew, I always felt bad when all the cars were coming up and you're like, I can't get in the gutter anymore. But anyway, you know, we're all allowed to be on the roads. 77 Ks, 1500 meters of climbing, beautiful morning. Um, and then the rain really didn't hit us on Friday. So there you go. Then went out for a 9 K run that evening. Um, and felt really good. Got some strides in, and it's definitely, definitely improving. So hill, hill bounds and strides improved. And then Saturday, I think I did a lot on Friday, and then I was pretty tired on Saturday. So I just did gym and uh, 12k run at 4:25s, which was um, I was only going to go out for about 40 minutes because I was feeling a bit blur. And just one of those runs where you start off feeling blur and you just move along quite nicely. Uh, and then uh, Ben Kelly got in touch with JD and I. He was up in this area with his um, dad and wanted to hook up for a run. And JD was doing a big session and I'm obviously returning back. So I said, yep, and um, took him around the hills. And I ran 21K, hour 32. Um, and look, feeling feeling good i've still got niggles in my um rotators but it's not progressing um southward it's, it's getting better and once i'm in running mode like after the warm-up uh it doesn't get any worse and doesn't affect my gait or power i guess through the the joint so each day is getting better um and my confidence and in, in it and uh motivation is improving a lot too Apples, that's an awesome week. Like what I noticed was 10 hours of exercise still because you were 74 k's of running, I think, and about five hours on the bike. Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you're still getting a lot of exercise and, and that was great to see a 21k run on Sunday. Yeah, um, I was, I mean, I felt good on the Sunday run. I was probably, um, because I got out late Saturday, through just having a real chill day, I, I left. I only had like a 12-hour window between Saturday's hour and Sunday's run. So um, next week, when I do that again, and I've got a 24-hour recovery period, um, it's going to feel a lot better. But uh, yeah, very happy with that. Two two quality rides in there, um, and a run every day, and then a quality run with some some faster um, stride work. It's yeah, giving me confidence. So that's where I'm at. Um, what that means for five weeks, we'll see. But um, I'll be there regardless. So 
whether I'm pacing or racing, as I keep saying. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a really good week, Apples. And, yeah, like, how you ran that 21K, like, you're obviously climbing those hills relatively well, getting, you know, heaps, quite a few grounds and stuff. But, um, yeah, like, I, I just noticed also that you started and finished in different locations. Did you finish with Ben and then drive back to your car or...? Oh, with that Sunday? No, I um, I met him down at the bottom of Cockatoo. So I started at my place. It should should have been the same start and finish. Maybe you've got like a privacy radius. Oh, right yeah. Now. Yeah, I do have a privacy radius. So, yeah, it does. Um, it's like a 5K radius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely, I think it's a 1K. It just with teaching and being in the local area, you know, you just want to, I want to use social media, but I don't want uh, I don't want yeah, all that baggage. You that... Students coming over. No, no, they they see me enough as it is. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I did. I started same 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 spot. And so yeah, it's good too. Apples, um, how you said last week, you felt you did too many sort of one hour runs in a row, and you've stepped it. You've cut it back a little bit this week, which. You said everything's improving off that, so yeah, really good work. Yeah, thank you. I um, I was, as most athletes are when they're trying to come back, you're always testing the waters a bit, testing the limit, and um, it was progressing well. But then when you threw in the stresses of work and everything else, it um, it just took a bit. So I thought, no, just try and get out for more runs per week then longer um and i had a little i think i had maybe one day with a couple of um anti-inflams um i was going to do like a three-day stint but i just did it for the one day i think on the tuesday or the wednesday and that was it i, I think i missed the morning and then i stopped taking them and um yeah so that was that was kind of my like i'll, I'll have some anti-inflams just to try and mask a bit of the inflammation that might be there, but it, in my mind now, it's the soreness you get as you're coming out of an injury, um, where the niggles are still there, but it's that transition where it's getting stronger, but you still got a little bit of soreness and weakness. So, um, yeah. And you're not doing enough Ks. It's funny, you hit this spot, as we all know, you're not doing enough Ks to get as fit as you were, but it's enough case to make you a bit sore and tired. So you're not sure if it's niggles or just progressing back to training as well. Yeah, very true. And then who knows whether the, uh, the bike is helping or hindering to it, to it's what degree of that is, but I do know that the bike is helping my mental state, you know, hundred percent. So to me right now in my life, that's the most important thing. So, um, and I'm getting fit, like my quads, I actually feel like I've got quads, not <laughs> these pasty looking things that are below my shorts. So, um, yeah, so I'm like, oh, I can feel, I can feel these muscles are actually working. So, yeah, <laughs> whether, whether that actually uh, equates to good running, who knows, but. But yeah. Apple was like, I liked what you said before, like you're trying to get out frequently, but just small amounts. Like, I think there's something in that. Like, you feel like a runner again. Like, you're getting out more often than you're not, but you're just sort of doing small amounts. Um, so it's a good way to, you know, help the confidence and feel like you're getting somewhere too. Like, what have you got planned for next week? 
Yeah, good um, good point on that one. And, and I think Moose said it on the inside running last week where he goes, he start, he's starting to feel like a runner again and everything around him, his day, he's kind of focused in on that. And that's where I'm at as well. Like now that I'm feeling confident, I can get out daily, I can do a long run, I can put in some strides. Um, everything else is kind of funneled into that. So my focus on the bike is less now and all that kind of stuff. So this week coming, um, I'm going to get to the track tomorrow, not to do a session, but just to run laps in like lane six, lane eight. Actually, we don't have a lane eight in lane six. Um, And then I might do like some straights and bends and just see how it feels for, you know, 10 minutes. Um, And I'll do another bike tomorrow because it's my... My time with Patrick, so we I have a bit during the day, um, and then yeah, Wednesday and Thursday would be pretty pretty cruisy, probably up to an hour, or you know anywhere forty five minutes to an hour, depending on how I'm feeling. And then I'll do a the, the goal is to do a very light session on um, Friday or Saturday, so depending on how I'm going through the week. Um, yeah, that's that's the plan. Probably ideally Friday, recover a bit Saturday, and then do another half marathon on Sunday. Um, and that'll give me a good bit of feedback to see how I've progressed and where I'm at and what, what's realistic for a month. Nice. Yeah. So. And did you get in with the Cairo at all or? No, I've left. They haven't been able to, um, uh, what is it? Accept anyone who's not essential. So, okay. yep. um, yeah, they went, they didn't get back to me on that one. So I figured I put the join the dots on that one um but everyone is back to it from wednesday morning which is which is good so i guess for me it's trying to find a a cancellation trying to find a spot in there because everyone would be wanting to go and see the the myo or the Cairo or uh physio or masseuse so yeah good times johnny let's go on to your week did you try um apple's uh suggestion um did you go into the backyard and um no no <laughs> we weren't you don't even need to finish that sentence okay no. <laughs> my very visible backyard no, not a <laughs> he took his socks off that's as far yeah. as he no, I, I sat inside for three days with ugg boots on that was as far as i got uh is it Crazy. It was an interesting week, I'd say. It was um, so obviously it started with getting a COVID test on Monday morning because uh, I was still unwell, and that's how you got to go about it these days. And so got that done and had to isolate at home until I got the results and um, got them on Tuesday morning. So that was negative, which was good. Um, but it's funny. You think you get a result like that and everyone's back to normal but you go hang on I'm still sick so it didn't change anything for me so I ended up having Monday Tuesday Wednesday off work and off running as well obviously um a big day on Thursday so I was back at work it started at 4am and I was I was on on site at work at 6:30 until three o'clock and then didn't get out for my run till just before five o'clock and I f- surprisingly I felt a lot better than the last one I did, which was the Sunday. Like Sunday I was completely flat and 
didn't climb well, just felt rubbish the whole time. Whereas this one did a very similar loop. It was 21.1K and I averaged, oh, what did I average? 401s um, with over 400 metres of climbing. And that was just me getting out and turning the legs over. So the body just snapped back into gear. And I thought, hang on, I actually am pretty fit right now and the rest has probably done me well. So, so that was... Thursday and then I planned a session on Friday. It was um, I planned to go out to the Lilydale Warburton Rail Trail, which I'm actually able to get to now that the radius is out to the 25k. Um, somewhere I've trained a lot over the years, and the whole day I was I was prepared to be running the rain and thunderstorms because that's what we're expecting all day. And in the end, I got out there it was. 25 degrees and about 80% humidity, um, so no rain in sight, and it was just disgusting out there. And uh, still, still try to go with the session. It was it was meant to be three by five k. Um, it's sort of 50k effort, or as hard as I could. I wasn't really sure how I was going with it, and with one k easy, and sort of warm up straight into it. Um, finish the session straight into cool down, so no messing about. Uh, the first 5K was mostly uphill and was 1713, um, which is so that 326 per K, but just felt really bad. Like I was tight through the hips and stride was not really going through the ground too well. It was just didn't have strength through the stride and. I thought, oh, maybe I'll just shorten it and did the 1K easy and then turned around and ran 16.42 for the mostly downhill reps. I a lot better, but still conditions are crap and I was sweating ridiculous amounts when I expected it to be cold and raining. So I was like cooking me a little bit. So I just cut it there and uh, jogged back to the car. It was 19K all up at 3.44. So pretty solid hit out still, I thought, in the end. So... Um, I left it with that. So considering I missed a few days um, of training, that was not a bad session. Um, the next morning, so Saturday morning, I went out to Warriallick again on the Warby Trail and did 20K, and this time it was raining um, a lot. So um, it's nice to run somewhere a bit flatter. It's been, been quite a few weeks to find some flat running. So I did 20K at 402s. So obviously the legs are turning over a lot faster on the flatter service. So um, yeah, happy with that again. It was yeah, 402s for 20K and got out again Saturday night for 6K at 419s from home, which to put it in perspective, the 20K in the morning, I did 52 meters of climbing and for the 6K from home that night, I did 102 metres of climbing. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, not very flat. Um, the next day, so Sunday morning, I planned a, a really long run. So I went out to, again, I went out to Warrioic and started. So the plan was to, the original plan was 45K and 30 at a solid sort of maybe four minute K pace and then try and push the last 15 K or 10 or however I was feeling. Um, in the end it was 
don't know, it was a bit of a struggle early because I knew how far I had to go. And the first 10K, I went, I just, I could stop. I don't really feel like grinding through this today. But I got to 15K, I, I kept, I was heading away from the car and kept going out and 20K, 25K, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get at least 40 now, so I've got to keep going. So um, turned around at Mount Evelyn and 26.5K in and then got to 33K on the way back, which is mostly downhill back to the car, last 16.5K. And at 10K to go, I put the foot down a bit and ran the last 10 in just over 35 minutes for... 43k at 3.48 average um so yeah i really happy with that and in the end felt pretty good towards the end which surprised me so um there's been this run's been a bit um been a, a bit of a hot topic last couple of days because a few comments about how I, I stopped a few times during my run and and all that and it's it's not a genuine marathon split but I don't really care to be honest. So I did forty three k, and yeah, I'm happy with that run. So, so yeah, for my week. So it was only a four day week in the end, and I did one hundred and nine k um, for the week off four days of running. So yeah, good week, but yeah, interesting week. Yeah, solid four days. Yeah, and all average pace is fast. Yeah, you got the you got the figures on that. <laughs> I mean, you did go to the dead flat part of uh, our local area, JD, which is which is good. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's that's right. And where Warrialic is, it's sort of in the bottom of a sort of if you imagine a half pipe, it's sort of at the bottom of either yep. side. So either way you go, it's uphill, but you're always coming downhill to finish. Yeah, it's um, that it's that annoying descent. For most of it, it's that kind of like deceptive, flat, yeah, false hill. false hill, yeah. Like it's, you definitely know you, you're you rising, but it's not like you have to change your gait or do anything as if you would around your place, JD, where you have to like hit a hill for a minute or two and really focus on the technique. This one, it just grinds at you. And and that's what, that's what got me on Friday too, because I, I thought... I'd be feeling a lot better. And then I'm like, hang on, I'm, I'm gradually climbing the whole time for this 5K. Yeah. And, yeah, it hit you. And then again, yeah, on Sundays, it was a good – I hit Warrialic at 10K and then I'm going 16.5K, gradually climbing uphill. So, so yeah. And, Johnny, was Saturday – was that an easy day? Like, was that – what was your perceived effort for that 20K run? So, like, I know you got 402s, but – because it was flat, did it feel a bit easier? I think because Friday night's conditions were, I, I wrote down that it felt like it was tropical. It was, it was quite tough being out there. I, I expected it to be winter, and I was nearly shirts off, sweating the whole time, sort of thing. So Saturday being in just steady drizzle the whole time, it did feel easier, even though the pace suggests I was still moving along fairly quickly. So, but yeah. Can, Comparison-wise, it was, it was an easy run, but the pace doesn't suggest it. It's, the Warby Trail is also, um, it's like it's a great piece to have in your um, toolkit, but it's deceptively um, 
kind of like heavy underfoot or yeah it, it takes a it takes more energy out of you um out of all the places that i've run i've always felt heavier and more sluggish on the trail uh, whether that's the type of training phase i was in or what it was but it really depending on the, the time of year too um yeah. how much water content i mean i'm i'm just throwing ideas out here but you know there are different i have seen it pretty slushy when it's um when it's quite wet but um how do you find it over the the course of the four days you're spot on because i made the comment on friday night that it's like because we've all run in the around the tan a lot in melbourne in the city and in summer it gets that dustiness to it and you you end up lacking a bit of grip like it needs one decent downpour of rain and it firms up and it's a bit faster it felt like that on friday it was just a bit dusty i wasn't efficient because i was just losing in the surface whereas saturday it was raining and it was a bit more firm underfoot because it hadn't rained too much it was actually easy to run on mm, nice and did you have the same shoe on for the four days did i um, see did you mix it up with the tempo and the elite? Uh, I had the Hyperion tempo on for Saturday and Thursday runs, yep. which is generally the shoe I wear now for my every day. And then I had the racing shoe on for the session and the long run, actually, too. So, so really wore it out during the long run. <laughs> yeah, how's how's your uh, your toes, your ankle joint, your your lower lower legs? How are they taking it? pretty good it was my calves were a bit tight after thursday because there was such a difference in how i felt from the sunday i felt good so i just sort of rolled with it and because i hadn't run for three days i'm going over hills i'm like oh everything's just a bit stiff now but but yeah the the hips were a bit tight obviously i said friday and i've sort of dragged that through but everything come together that last 10k yesterday so everyone started to open up and loosen off somehow i don't know i don't know how nice um johnny five weeks to go like how's the health and fatigue now like um and what have you got sort of going forward what have you got planned oh i know mentally like yesterday's run was a, a big thing for me it was it was good to finally get a a, a really long run in um but yeah, health's good now and body has enjoyed that forced rest this week and the easy week last week. So I've got probably one well, of the next three weeks are going to be fairly hard and then try and taper off. So I think I'm in a good position now. Whereas last week when I aborted that silly midnight long run that I was planning, I was sort of, I felt I was a little on the back foot of it for it because um, I hadn't done a a decent long run in probably six months because of COVID restrictions and various things. So, yeah. Yep. Nice. Yeah, it's good to get that long run, you know, um, sort of, you know, get one done, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And that 10K effort at the end yesterday was, it was slower than race pace, but the effort on that trail was probably pretty close to, race day effort which is handy as well Dion you good got anything that. to ask him no, I was just saying good to bank that one um, yeah and like how you take you know 
today off from Monday. Um, you know, that's really sensible. Like after yesterday, like that's a pretty massive effort, you know, similar to race pace, um, off like heavy kind of back end week. Um, yeah, like pretty impressive four days. Yeah, thanks, mate. And yeah, it's just a, a formula I've used before, like I've done the 45, 46k long runs, but then the Mondays are always followed with either a rest day or half an hour or 40 minutes or something. It's never, all right, I've got to go do 30k the next day. So it's, yep. yeah, it's it's a smart way to, to go for me because I just know what the other side is. It'll be illness again or potentially injury and I tend to injure myself well when I do get injured. Dion, let's hear about your big week, 197Ks. Um, yeah, it was it was a, a good week, actually. Um, you know, I still wasn't working um, in the clinic last week, so I did have, you know, some extra time um, that I hadn't expected on having. So, um, yeah, so the Sunday before I did that 37, um, pulled up well, so in, in the morning on the Monday, um, I just did 90 minutes and sort of just went out um, down along the Bayside Trails, which I hadn't really run on since um, all the way down to Black Rock. I haven't ran down that far for <laughs> quite a long time, so 10k out and then back. Um, and I wore a new um, hockey shoe um, that will be released next year, and it's called the Mac. But, um, like, I just put it on and I, um, it just felt so comfy and easy running. So, um, yeah, like, felt great running in that shoe after that 37K the day before. Um, it was 20.5K at 4.23s with, you know, about 10Ks of it on, like, Bayside trails. So that was a decent Monday morning. And then in the afternoon, about 5 o'clock, I just did a 8K at, um, at 4.14. So probably um, recovered quite well, I, I thought. Um, yeah, and I, I sort of wrote um, that it was like a lot of... It felt like there was four seasons in the day um, on Monday. And also a note that um, I had like the brakes on as well. Because um, I... Was, as I was getting longer into the run, it just kept getting a bit uh, quicker. So I had to try and slow myself down. Um, but yeah, four fourteens for the 8K. Um, so yeah, that was 28K for the Monday. And then Monday, uh, Tuesday morning, I just um, went, got out a little bit later, but I did 9.4Ks, um, just sort of cruising around, just um, nice and easy. And that was 4.19s. So that's 40 minutes. And then in the afternoon, I sort of went, you know, mid to early afternoon, about three o'clock. And, um, yeah, this, I did a session, went to the Sandy Athletics track and drove there, did a bit of a warm-up. Um, it was a bit warm. Uh, it was sunny, actually. But, um, yeah, and then I just did my warm-up, um, 5K, some strides and drills. Um, and then the session I had was um, five by 400 metres with a minute recovery. And then after the um, 400s, I would have a three-minute jog and then three by 2Ks, kind of like half marathon effort. 
Um, but yeah, so the session went pretty well. Um, I, w- I pretty much hit 70 seconds per 400. Um, and because I was manual lapping it, um, I actually did six reps because I lost track of how many I did. So I did six by 400. Gee, that's not um, a good sign for 125 laps. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's sort of like 5K race um so I, I, i've been enjoying doing a bit of like faster stuff uh, because with my long runs they're just you know they're not um i'm not doing every week a hard weekend run so it's nice to be able to sort of absorb that and bank a bit of speed work as well pretty much is marathon training is what i'm doing and yeah so i did six of those 400s three and i'm pretty much like walked jogged the recovery sort of like you know six minute kind of pace six and a half minute pace for the you know for the minute and yeah three minute recovery after that and three by two k's which i just measured by doing five laps um and that was um 625 626 625 and there were 90 seconds recovery which i sort of walked a bit of that as well walk jog um, so yeah, I was pretty happy with that, and then a cool down as well, about six k. So it was twenty two k, and yeah, three fifty nine for the for the run pace. Um, so yeah, I was happy with that because it was a bit sunny, and I, um, yeah, and I, it was just nice to get out. It was a little bit windy, so that was a, a good session to to bank um, on the Tuesday afternoon. Um, Wednesday morning, I just got out for an easy, easy run in the morning. Uh, that was 12K. And, yeah, it, was, it felt probably a little bit fatigued from from the Tuesday, but that was okay. I was just, um, you know, I was sort of thinking I might do two hours, just, like, really easy. But, um, yeah, because I felt pretty um, banged up from Tuesday. I just did the... Um, you know, nearly an hour. I did 55 minutes at 12K. Um, and then in the afternoon, I got out and pretty much just did the other, uh, the, uh, the other half of the hour. And I did 14K at uh, 4.21s for an hour. Um, yeah, and that w- that felt a bit better in the afternoon. But, yeah, I still felt a little bit fatigued. And, yeah, Thursday morning, I actually caught up with, Ash Bennett around uh, Gels Park, and we did a um, a loop before I would start work because um, I work not far from there on Thursday mornings. So yeah, we we're going to do about a seventeen k loop um, and try and do it in about an hour and a half or something like that. But um, yeah, we ended up you know going twenty three k, and we still sort of ran a bit quicker than I expected. Um, we ran. Four seventeens, and it felt pretty good because um, we were just chatting the whole time. So it, it sort of didn't really look at down at my watch for the pace. It was just more so at the map that I looked at. And yeah, so that was a, a solid twenty three k because I pretty much finished the run, um, got changed, put on some deodorant, and caught it for ten. And then by ten o'clock, I'll. Um, in the kitchen working so that was a quick turnaround and then pretty much worked from 10 till 4 and then um, yeah so pretty much been standing up 
all day since the run, then went straight for another run with a couple of guys on coaching. And we just did 10Ks, um, pretty crazy. We just did five-minute Ks. And, yeah, so that was a, what was that, 33-day Thursday, um, which was pretty solid. And so, yeah, like my by Thursday, my rolling seven-day average or my rolling seven-day mileage was 214K in the seven days. So I um, I sort of made made note to myself that I would try and, where possible, do it um, a little bit easier on myself because um, I had a weekend, big weekend coming up. So, um, but yeah, on the Friday morning, I actually was running with Sammy McLean and he wanted to do a 5K time trial. And my session was a 5K, 3K, 1K, sort of speeding up with the shorter reps. And yeah, he sort of wanted to go out and hit, you know, 16, 15, 16, 30, and just, you know, try and hold three 15s as best we could. But um, yeah, the weather was pretty average. It was a bit windy um, and a bit, it was really humid as well. And so yeah, we ended up starting out at 3.16 for the first 1K of the 5K and sort of got, just got a little bit slow each K and we sort of, and then we ended up getting through the, the 5K at uh, 17.14. So yeah, that was about, you know, 3.25s or whatever it was. And, and then from there, I just kept on going with mine. Um, so I had 1K float, which is about 340. Then straight into 3K, which I got 9.37, but my watch went off at 3K. So I probably was like 100 meters, so probably would have been 9.45 or something for the 3K. Um, 1K float in 352, and, and then a 1K kind of harder, and that was about three over the 1K. And it, and then a cool down to finish. So it was a 18.1K, 347s. Um, so yeah, that was my only run for the Friday. So that was, that'll be my shortest day for the week. Um, so I was happy with that and rest up because it, it was also crap weather in the afternoon. So I was more than happy to take that off. So yeah, solid five days and then Saturday, I caught up with a couple of friends. Um, one of them was his birthday, and so we did a, a, a loop around the Capital City Trail. So, you know, the Capital City Trail is a great circuit, you know, en encompassing a lot of Melbourne, and it's a 30k loop, but um, we're definitely not setting any records on this run, and as John mentioned earlier, it was just crap weather. It was just bucketing rain all day. It was cold. It was like the middle of winter. It was like, yeah, not very good out there. But um, yeah, we ended up stopping for a, a few walk breaks up any kind of hills. It was it was not not that quick. But um, yeah, we we had like a, a brownie at halfway, like a birthday <laughs> brownie that my mate brought on. Um, you know, it was like his version of bringing a cake, um, which he had in his little trail pack. So that was really fun. And and then we finished and had some coffee and um and then I pulled out sports beers and we had a sports <laughs> beer 
after the after the run and, and then we kicked <laughs> off home and um yeah so that was a 30k saturday that was at 507s but i stopped my watch a few times when we walked the hills so it probably was would have been a little bit slower and then on sunday morning i was actually um pacing my mate baden who was having a crack at a marathon time trial and trying to I guess, you know, get a PB. But um, I woke up in the morning and it was just awful wind. It was just howling. It was like 40Ks, probably up to 50Ks. And we went around Albert Park. So we had that nice road circuit sort of sharing with the cyclists. Um, yeah, but it was really interesting, this one. We sort of did some drills and strides and, you know, did a little warm-up. Um, I put some drink bottles on the little green posts next to the road and um, put a bag there with my drink, like a big drink bottle in it and my um, T-shirt and stuff. But yeah, I had like my gels in the small drink bottle, like pop tops um, on the four, on four or five different posts and Baden put his gels out as well. Um, and we sort of started the, the marathon um, and he wanted to hit kind of 18 minute 5Ks. So, we pretty much were hitting those. Um, the first four 5K reps, or the first 5K laps were 18 minutes pretty much flat. But um, yeah, after the, the second loop, all of that, someone had stolen all of our drink bottles and gels and everything. So um, yeah, it didn't really help the cause, especially for a long run like that. Um, and in the wind, it was definitely not conducive to a good, result um so yeah and then by um so that was a bit annoying but um yeah by 15k it was a bit getting a bit hard for baden uh yeah i wouldn't want to be doing a marathon time trial in those conditions and we ended up pulling the pin at about 26k um yeah just it was just going to get really ugly with no fuel um and the wind being as strong as it was um, yeah, so we pulled the pin out and he's going to have another crack next week. But um, we ended up doing 26K, well, 26.6K with Baden at 338. I include my warm-up, so that was, I got 29K. Um, and, yeah, so I was just like, okay, well, I'll just run again in the afternoon. And um, I was sitting on 109, but um, had a nap. And I just, I literally had felt like I had raced and I was just like a bit cooked. And, you know, it was sort of, you know, a little bit on and off with rain in the afternoon. And I just thought, you know what, the purpose of the run would just be get mileage and I'd rather recover and have a good week next week. So I ended up just having a couple of beers, the sports beers and, um, yeah, just put my feet up and relaxed. And that was my week, 197K and, um, yeah, I ended up somehow getting a thousand meters of elevation, um, which I'll, you know, I guess I'll take that. But yeah, a solid week. I, I felt um, pretty good throughout, besides being a little bit tired on the Sunday. Yeah, that's an yeah, incredible week. Yeah, you must have, um, all the laps around the track must have increased your elevation, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, actually, I did. I did two sessions on the track this week, but yeah, that sand, um, sandy ass track. <laughs> yeah, 
I, I don't think that there's a lot of elevation on those runs, but I think there was a few, like, you know, when I ran out around knocks and that sort of stuff. Um, when I did the sandy trails, that was a bit of more elevation than what I wasn't normally used to. Um, yeah. That's good. Loco, with... Um, it's just a, uh, a curiosity... A curious question I have. Um, your session on the track where you started off with the 400, so you, I guess traditionally people would start with, uh, if they're doing like 5K, 10K half marathon work, they might start off doing, say, tempo pace work and then kind of gradually build it down into their 5K speed where you, you went the other way. Um, I'm just curious. Um, I like it. I'm just curious as to why you chose that um, that way, doing the 400s first at 5k pace and then going up to the 2k efforts at um, marathon pace? Um, yeah, well, I, I guess a lot of the sessions that I would normally do or prescribe are generally decreasing in nature where they're bigger volume, a bit slower and get shorter and faster as you go. Yeah. Um, so this is just like a bit of this variation and, you know, giving a bit of so it's not so monotonous. Every run is, you know, a progressive session. Um, and this way you sort of get a little bit of lactic tolerance or um, stimulus to the body, but then have to then try, you know, it's trying to stimulate what you might feel like at the back of a race where you, you know, you're a little bit lactic in the legs and then have to try and hold on for a pace that, you know, you should be able to sustain for quite a long time. So I guess it's just like a shortcut to try and get that feeling. Yeah, and how do you how did you find that? Um, I know with myself, once I've gone, if I've done like broken miles, where you might do a K, uh, 400, a 200, when you get back into that K rep, which is at like 10K pace or whatever, you just feel a lot, you feel like you can just cruise at that for a lot longer. Because you yeah. did the 5K work early, did the first 2K feel really good? Um, because you were going a lot slower per lap? Um, oh, to be honest, for that one, the 2Ks felt, you know, they still felt pretty tough because yeah. I was probably going closer to, like, half marathon kind of effort. Um, and, and you know, I obviously needed a bit of the recovery that I had because I did walk a part of that 90 seconds. So it wasn't it wasn't particularly easy, but I've done sessions like that before, particularly when I was with... Now, Sean Williams, we used to do stuff like that where we did heaps of three or 500 metre reps and then like a 10 or 20 minute like threshold straight after. Um, I always felt like I was just floating after, you know, during those thresholds. I nearly set a 5k PV doing it once. So I think that, I think that they have a really good purpose if you can do it well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I remember chatting to Sean Williams um like earlier this year, and he said that he loves doing that. Like that, that's one of his favourite sessions. Um, I suppose it just sort of, I don't know. It almost like pretend like it, your muscles are just, um, yeah, already activated. And, and I guess like if you think about it, when you're doing a race or something, you do strides beforehand with this session. Like you know, these you say like strides are a little bit, they're quite a bit longer than a normal stride, but then you're like when you are running a pace that's a little bit slower, it should feel like it's aerobically easier, but maybe a little bit physically 
a little bit more challenging. Yeah. If you're if you've gone a little bit lactic, but yeah, I think you can run comfortably fast after doing a a lot sharper stuff at the start. Yeah. Yeah, I like that, and I like. Um, and it's not for section, but yeah, I think you can you you can definitely make it a part of your your plan, um, and sort of rotate it with other other sessions as well. Yeah, absolutely. Alternate really really good too to bring in the mental game and also break up the the pace. Like I know I think a few of us have done. You might do four or five sets of four hundreds, so twenty all twenty up, like twenty in total or something, but. If you did like four, or sorry, even um, say five by a mile, but each lap is alternating, you know, you're changing up the pace each lap just to trigger diff- slightly different system, mental state. Um, yeah, it's really, you really search for that. You might do like a 70, a 68, a 70, a 66 or something. And when you go from like the 68 up to the 70 again, it's only two seconds, but you're like, oh, I'm cruising now. Um, and yeah, just that, that play with the, the body and, uh, with your efficiency, um, I wonder how that would translate to doing, like, if you did that for the 50 K, you know, would you do like five K? Sorry. Does that mean as in like racing your K's like that, doing like one K at a certain pace and you know, like surging, is that what you mean? Yeah, more more if you did it like say the four hundred reps or the mile, the say five, six by mile efforts, you know, that'll be great for a five, ten, maybe half marathon. But if you were to do like I don't know, bro- broken five K not broken five Ks, but if you mixed if you did like four by five Ks on the track, but you you did like two laps at a certain pace and then two laps at a dip a bit faster and then you back you know, I'm I'm just curious as to <laughs> I might give it a shot myself, you know. <laughs> I've done long runs like that, Apples. Yeah. Um, there's a English guy, Charlie Spedding, who won a yep. – I think he won bronze at the LA Olympics in the marathon. His session was – so you do 20-mile long run and it's a five-minute rep, a two-minute rep, and a one-minute rep as fast as you can with five minutes steady in between. So it's the same thing, like – after the one minute as hard as you can, the five minute doesn't seem so bad because you're a little bit slower. And in the end, your long run, you look back and it's like, shit, it was like 3.30s or something, I think, for the whole long run. How many <laughs> sets of that did you do? Uh, I think I just rolled through until I hit 20 miles. So it, was, it would have been four or five sets of, is, yeah. of that. So, yeah. Um, that is, yeah, that is, in, that's, that's solid. I will say one of my favourite uh, fart leg sessions is three, two, one, with a minute float in between, and so three minute, two minute, one minute, minute float in between, and you might do three sets of that. We've done that together, I'm sure. We have, yeah, and especially like around Birdsland or any other. I yeah. just, yeah. So for all the that. listeners out there who have, <laughs> if you want to throw in a instead of doing a solid thirty minute tempo. Do like a, a three, two, one, with a one-minute float, three times gets you to twenty-seven minutes. <laughs> Super fun. There you go, Apple's session of the week. <laughs> uh, session of the week. Yeah, might have to throw in a few sessions of the week for uh, from you guys. For, uh, yeah. Thanks for next week in the last four weeks. 
Hey, Dion. How's that? Well, I just wanted one, one more thing with Dion. This is what's always fascinated me with Dion. Like, do you reckon one of your talents is your ability to, to just absorb everything you throw at it, at your body? So, like, you've just done a 197K week, um, a, a really solid long run, uh, a really strong track workout on Friday, um, speed session. Um, like, and, and you you look like you're absorbing it well. Um, you're having to put the brakes on on your easy runs. Um, and you're sounding sounding like, um, yeah, you, you're sounding really happy, I guess, like um, as soon as the restrictions have, um, yeah, opened up. Um, it sounds like the Dion of old is back. Do you think one of your talents is just you can absorb a lot of mileage? Oh, yeah. I'm, you know, I've... I've, I've maxed out at 250Ks in a week and, you know, I've done dozens of 200K weeks. I think I, I really um, I really like that um, stimulus in the body. And I think that, like, you know, I've got a lot of ultra, I guess, background. Like, I've really um, just been used to, you know, having a lot in the legs. And even when I was... Um, you know, working in, in the kitchen as a chef, like I would go out for runs straight after, you know, during my break, having, you know, worked a solid day and, you know, long hours throughout the whole week. So, I, um, and even when, back when I was doing Oxfam's and stuff like that, I would do like a, you know, a split shift on a Friday, working like 14 hours and then Saturday morning go and do like a 15K run, a 50K run at the Dandenong's and then work Saturday night um, in the kitchen and then do a 14-hour shift again on a Sunday. Um, like, I feel like my legs just need a bit of load um, and I probably have always um, tolerated it. And, yeah, and and, um, and I guess I'm robust enough. Like, I'm, you know, I'm definitely a larger size runner compared to other people that, you know, that run similar paces to me. So, yeah, I think I've just got a body that just tolerates it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember um, reading uh, Dee Costello's book and he, he sort of said that that was his one of his talents. Like he could handle 200Ks a week, every week, and not break down and just absorb it. And because uh, a, a lot of runners just can't. So, yeah, it's um, I suppose it's good yeah, for yeah. listeners to hear, like just like, um just the spectrum of um yeah mileage that certain runners can tolerate and the level that you've got your body to yeah and it definitely takes you know a few years i remember the you know the very first time around 100ks in a week i thought i was going to be like the next liam adams or you know like i always aspired to someone like liam or you know brendan davies or something and and then to to think like, oh, 100K is like, I'm going to be a superstar. And now to do, you know, 200 and think, you know, oh, that was a good week. But if I did 100, I would have thought, what have I done with myself all week? Um, it's really interesting, your perspectives, where you go to as you sort of evolve with your running and, you know, whether the listeners have done, you know, 40Ks in a week and now they're doing 80 and they go back to 40, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's a whole new thing, like, once you start pushing, you know, 
a different amount. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's very different for everyone, and I've just been lucky that I've been able to tolerate it because yeah, I don't know what I would do if I wasn't able to. It's I, I just really enjoy it as well. Nice. Serious question, Dion. Don't, don't laugh, Dame. Jeez. I have serious questions. Um, if you were to be a Marvel or DC comic superhero, what that's, would you be? That's not serious. Come <laughs> on. That is a serious question. I don't know. No, it's uh, a serious question, yeah. If you were to be a, uh, a superhero character that, that represents you... Who would you, what would you, you, you guys need to think of this one for Loco. Who would you put yourself down as? I'd put um, Dion down as the, the Hulk. Yeah, the gamma ray ab- absorption rate is the, <laughs> the mileage absorption rate. That's what I had too. <laughs> yeah. Except gamma rays make you green and mileage just makes your beard grow bigger. So, yeah, yeah. off in the forest. <laughs> you don't have to answer that one yet, Loco, but we've already given you the Hulk, so done. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'll get rolling onto my week. <laughs> yeah. I'll get another beer. <laughs> I got. I clocked. Uh, this was a down week for me. Um, I felt like I needed it after three or four weeks, um, really trying to do some harder long runs. So. I still covered 148Ks, but it did feel like a, a nicer week because my sessions, I only just did two 20-minute workouts. Um, so I started the week and I just jogged pretty much all the way till Thursday. So Monday, I ran for 70 minutes and I was pretty stiff and tired. Uh, I ran 5.08 per K just at Langwarren, Flora and Fauna. Uh, I was tired from the long run I did the day before, so I, I had done that three-hour long run with 30 minutes at 50k pace late in the run. Uh, on, on to Tuesday, I, I did two easy runs, uh, 13k easy in the morning and 7.5k easy in the afternoon. I felt a lot better um, in the morning in the 13k running around Langwarren at 4.44s. So, yeah, sort of um, using... Um, I just run every run at the same pace or same same effort, same perceived effort, and and if that pace is sort of um, trending down, it's normally a good sign. Um, so I just did six sixty meter hill strides after that one in the afternoon with a seven and a half k. I just ran with Remy around the block. Um, nothing significant to report there. Wednesday another twenty k is easy. Uh, so. Ran at 4.30s per K at Langwarren Flora and Fauna Reserve uh, for 90 minutes and, and felt pretty good again. So um, it was pretty good signs. I sort of felt like, yep, I'll, I'll do a session tomorrow. I'm recovering well. And so on Thursday, I ran um, 7.8Ks um, in the morning uh, just along Stumpy Gully Road again. I actually ran along Stumpy Gully Road uh, the last five days. Um, so I ran along Stumpy Gully Road, that road I did the long run the week before that um, Gemma Maney um, pointed it out, that heads towards Devil Bend. Uh, really enjoying just running along that dirt road. It's a bit out of the way and um, nice and peaceful. Um, Are yeah. you the local legend? <laughs> I don't have it yet. Um, I reckon, yeah, 
Gemma Maney might have it, or, or Mel Townsend, actually. Um, I've run past her a few times. She, she um, said she's um, it's pretty much been her stomping ground um, through lockdown. Um, yeah, then in the afternoon, I ended up going to my Frankston High School track, that track three minutes away from home. So that's pretty much my version of Brady Threlfall's industrial estate. So anyone who knows Brady Threlfall from Inside Running, um, yeah, Frankston High School track is is very generous um, on the GPS. So I, I ended up doing five... Uh, what my watch said were 1k efforts. Um, so I ran sort of for about two minutes and 50 odd seconds. Um, uh, the pace was probably about 305 per k for the three minute efforts and I had 90 second jog in between. Uh, so that was, that was a nice session. The idea behind the session was just to do some kind of workout to stay fit, but, but not really exert myself too much and, and feel like this down week was a, a down week. Uh, 4K warm up, 4K warm down. Friday, I just jogged around along Stumpy Gully Road again for 60 minutes uh, at 4.39s. And then later that day, because we had the day off, I um, recorded all my gym gym videos, so got my strength training done. And then Saturday in the morning, um, I was coach actually in the morning, so I went down to Ballon Park and coached... Um, a couple of the Run Culture Owl athletes that I'm coaching, Jess Dunsmore and Damien Clark. And Damien had a, a session around the track. He hadn't been on the track for about three or four months, so it was really nice to see how he was going. He's improved a heap, actually. Like, he's only young, but it's amazing how how much, how nice he was running um, yeah, Saturday morning compared to the last time I saw him. So it's pretty incredible. That just shows how long this lockdown's been. And and Jess was out there doing a fartlek at the same time. Then I, um, after standing in the rain and being all cold, I, I went and did my warm up while they warmed down and 4K warm up. And then I just did a Monteghetti fartlek. Um, so just a 20 minute fartlek around the 1200 meter loop at Ballon Park. Threw a lot of puddles and a lot of turning and averaged 329 per K for that fartlek. It was, I was, um, it was an all right effort. And then 4K warm down. And then later Saturday afternoon, went to Stumpy Gully Road again and uh, did seven and a half kilometers. Um, so for another double. Um, so that was my third double for the week. Um, and then Sunday was um, a planned long run. Oh, I did 37K, so two and a half hours. Um, and it, the pace uh, got rolling actually a little bit. Um, my legs were... Aerobically, I felt fantastic and I felt really in control and, and really good. Um, but my legs definitely were a bit heavy and tired the last 30 minutes along that road. And I think I might put it down a little bit to the treadmill running that I've been doing um, is actually pretty forgiving, I reckon. And it's not, not the same as um, two and a half hours outside. So I don't know. That was just my take on it. And um, yeah, so it was good to get get out there for that time on the feet kind of run and be out there for two and a half hours and uh, get another 37 Ks under the belt. And that was pretty much my week. So it wasn't, there was no really specific sort of really long, hard, hard sort of 50 K sort of sessions in there, but it was just a nice solid week. And I feel like um, 
I'll be rewarded from doing that um, over the next two or three weeks as I go hard again. So uh, it's just something I think that over time you learn that you have to do. Like I've had a few marathon build-ups where I've just gone bigger and better every week for, you know, six, seven, eight weeks. And um, you end up peaking about three weeks, four weeks out from the race. And and then you just, um, your results a bit, you know, to be desired on the day. So I think, I think um, yeah, I was happy to sort of play it safe and, and then I feel like I've got two sort of big sessions planned for next week. Um, uh, yeah, just to harden harden the, the mental and physical game going into this 50K race because it, it's really going to be so hard out there. Like, I think I got a little bit of a taste of it on Sunday or yesterday, just that last half an hour. Uh, I was getting pretty tired and heavy and sore, just running at that 404 per K pace. And like, that's nowhere near the pace that you have to do um, on the day. So um, yeah, just want to make sure the next two or three weeks, I get a few specific sessions done to, I don't know, just so that mentally and physically I'm stealing myself for the day still. Yeah, but that was it. Nice, mate, very nice. That's great week, yeah. Um, a lot of straight line running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you look on the Strava, that stumpy gully road, you just go out and back. Um, it's all south. Boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> so, How, yeah. Um, with, with, I'm jumping in there, Loco, on you, but with uh, your soreness in the legs, could one factor also be the, the repetition of stumpy gully? Like, as in, do you have much change looking at the... The profile is it's quite flat except for the start bit near I think Bungawa, but um yeah. Oh yeah. definitely. Like like that's like that's so true, like apples. And I reckon I was almost gonna mention this like the other the other week on the podcast. Like I reckon that's an underrated aspect that we need to train for. Like when we're yeah. gonna be 125 laps around the track, like I think there's an element of fatigue in just doing the same thing over and over again. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Also if, um, yeah, just that same foot strike, that same step, like, cause it is pretty, um, it's pretty quick stumpy gully road. It's not, there's not much, um, not many hills and it, it's pretty favorable running. Um, so you just get on that dirt road and just run straight. Um, so yeah, highly likely. So yeah. I mean it, but it is something that I think a lot of people don't don't. I know in past preparations where, like I, I've done marathon preparations and just gone up to Fernie Creek every week, and and uh, as good as Fernie Creek is, it, like it's amazing, like it makes you so strong. You, you have sort of seven hills in two and a half hours of running, and it makes you really tough. Um, but there's so much different running, like you're either running downhill, uphill, jumping over roots, um, uh, and that variety does does uh, like um you don't get the same sort of muscle fatigue as running on the road in a marathon for two and a half to two hours 20 um so yes yeah, i reckon that muscular fatigue and doing the same thing all the time yeah it's it's um something that yeah i, I think like after two or three marathon preps i remember talking to mattress one of the guys down this way that i train with a fair bit and we started including a fair bit more uh, long runs where you included like a fair bit on the road as well, or a fair bit like on sort of flatter paths or, um, yeah. So it, it has been, 
it yeah i suppose the training effect hopefully will be there um but yeah definitely was getting pretty tired yeah well you know two and a half hours would do that yeah <laughs> <laughs> but no that's impressive um that you like you're thinking of those things you're covering them in the weeks not just in the couple of days but in the i guess in the weeks and months leading in so because as you said the the beauty of fernie is that it strengthens you up so that hopefully you can then take it to the flatlands and run the monotony sessions without falling apart yeah um, which is what i know that's you know my downfall is when i get to the flatlands i haven't done enough of it um and then that repetition especially through the hip structure and everything um does get fatigued quite quickly so um yeah hopefully uh stumpy gully just makes 125 laps cruisy yeah like on uh yesterday there was one corner um and i I think i did it twice um and yeah it was it was like it was funny like a few of the guys were like oh really cherishing the corner because um, it just you change your foot strike, you change your pattern of how you moved. Um, yeah, so it, yeah, yeah it's... and I have to agree, Dane. With the there's a term I used to throw around training for the 50k or even some marathon preps. It's fatigue proof. It's you just you just keep doing the monotonous training, just bashing your legs day after day, day after day, mostly on like you say on the flat or on the road, and it just it's more mental as well. You just build up that resistance to fatigue. You know you're getting tired, but in your head you're just like, yep, yeah, I've prepared because I've just constantly pounded the legs mile after mile. And it's um, it's a term that I still always remember. It's, yeah, fatigue-proof. Yes, nice one. Like, yeah, it's definitely um, – like even um, yesterday just having those long straight roads where you're just looking ahead um, and – yeah, I suppose there was less to look at. It was it was it's a nice and relaxing road. I, I like it, but it's um it was just straight, just running the, um yeah. Um, it, it sucks it out of you because all you can see is up ahead, and you're feeling tired. Or oh, I've been out here for two hours already. It's it's getting too tough, and I've still got to go to the end of this road. And you start thinking negatively about it, and you still get it done. Like if yeah. You could have easily just stopped and, like I felt yesterday as well at stages. It's like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why am I still grinding this out? Like, <laughs> but that's part of it, isn't it? Like that, that um, even training that mental fortitude of going, yeah, well, look like far out. The finish is like, I can't even see the finish. Like, <laughs> like you're yeah. looking straight ahead, you can't even see the finish. But like, yeah, you still got to keep trudging along. Um, yeah. We're a unique breed, distance <laughs> runners. long-distance runners. But, um, yeah. Beautiful, boys. Well, that's pretty much all our weeks, isn't it? Um, nice apples. You go have that shower. I can smell you <laughs> from here. <laughs> Precious daisies, mate. Four loads of washing done today. Four loads of washing done. Oh, nice. Sometimes you just you go, oh, shit, he's going to work more stressful or not you know no i'm joking <laughs> yeah. going, True. going to work is much easier uh, yeah i'm gonna say no <laughs> <laughs> 27 27 eight year olds 27 eight or nine year olds yeah no it's all good it's all good they're going well at the moment so 
Um, how about you, boys? So, Dion, do you know if you're you're loaded for um, clients, or is it yeah, early to tell? Yeah, fully booked on Wednesday, and then yeah, work on Friday, Saturday. I'll work cup day as well, and Monday, and yeah, all happy days. So I probably find it hard to um, get as many Ks this week, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, and your midday naps will have to you have to cut them out. Well, it's really odd because okay. I can I can never I can never nap. I find it really hard to get a nap in. Um, so yeah, that was really odd. I'm pretty cooked. Um, to need a nap, so I slept for like an hour and a half. Jeez, jeez, yeah, <laughs> luxury. Do you boys find the older you get, the less you factor in that downtime? I don't know. I, I factor it in more. Factor it in more? Yeah. Oh, probably less. <laughs> Trying to squeeze yeah. too much I, in. I find it harder to come by. Yeah. Okay, okay. Well, you guys, like, got, you guys have got kids. Yeah, whatever waking moment there is, it's like how I've got to fill it. I've either got to do house or kid or school or run or, you know, like it's just boom, boom, boom. Except for the last three yeah. weeks I've gone, you're going to do a bike ride and a movie on a Monday. Um, and, yeah, it's amazing that shift and, and really putting aside time to just take, like just to chill and, and be okay with it. Not to go, oh, oh yeah. shit, I've been, I haven't done anything, and you feel guilty for not doing anything. Um, yeah. there's, there's always something to do. There is. So you got to mm. make sure you get time that you don't do something, um, and you feel better like, for everything. My, uh, my Thursday was, so I got home, went out running at quarter to five, got home at quarter past six. Belinda went out running at 6.30, got back after I put the boys to bed, and that was it. It was like 8 o'clock eating dinner, time to go to bed. Yeah. That was the day from 4 a.m. <laughs> time to go to bed. Like, time to start watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> Until 5 a.m. <laughs> and that's, and that's <laughs> You're like, well, stuff it. I could go in the gym and do some stretching or I can watch TV. Like, I'm probably more at that point now. Where it's like, or you I need... stretching while watching TV. You could. And you're like, <laughs> Rarely well, do. Rarely I, do. Yeah. I just can't be asked. <laughs> All right, guys. Good. Have a nice... Awesome, guys. Um, have a great training. Have a great week. Yeah, that's it. A good <laughs> training week. Yep. <laughs> See you, boys. All right. See you. See you later.